right, so hello everybody. My name is Alexia and I'm a peer tutor for APSA and I will be the host for today's episode of What's APSA. In today's episode, we will be discussing the back to school basics of school. So um, the necessities of your first week, um, setting realistic and attainable goals, as well as the transition from online to in-person learning. With me are three fellow EPSA volunteers, Christina and Zara, which I, who I will let introduce themselves. My name is Christina, and I'm a peer mentor with UPSA this year. Hi, my name is Zara, and I'm a peer ambassador with UPSA this year. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for introducing yourselves. And in the meantime, when we are getting started on our topic of the back to school basics, I think a lot of us have, you know, we struggle. We think it's so complicated with, um, what we need, um, how we need to prepare, etc. So I guess my question to you is, what are some of the necessities of your first day of school? Um, some important supplies that I find myself using year after year is definitely my Google Calendar app, and I have a paper planner as well. It helps me visualize all of my deadlines and write out my goals for the year and just stay on track. And for me, I think, well, I definitely agree having a planner. I have one on my iPad. And also I have a like notion set up. So that way I have all my deadlines set out for the year. So I know week by week how much work is expected of me. Um, I definitely would also say a water bottle because York doesn't sell any on campus. There are water fountains and you are like walking long distances back and forth to and from your classes, talking in class. It's always important to stay hydrated not just for your first week, but throughout the year as well. Yeah, those are amazing points. I actually recently downloaded Notion. It actually saved me. Um, I recently heard of it, and I just put everything into it. And it was I found it so helpful. I don't know how I didn't discover it earlier, but it was really great. So aside from the physical aspects in terms of um, the items you need, what are some ways you can prepare for school mentally and physically, so preventing burnout um, and mental exhaustion, etc. For me, I like to schedule in my free time. And then I like to also go on walks and take a bath, read a book. But scheduling in time for myself has become a very important thing that I need to do because I tend to be someone who likes to overwork myself. So having an allotted period of time where I can guilt free have me time is definitely super helpful for my mental and physical health. Yeah, that's great. And um, so like Christina, I also am the kind of person that can overwork myself. And something that a lot of people tend to sacrifice when you're so busy overworking yourself is your sleep schedule and your eating habits. Um, So definitely try to stay on a consistent sleep schedule. It's the best thing for your body and also retaining healthy eating habits during the school year. So that way your brain's functioning properly. And also like sectioning your time so you're not overstressed like Christina mentioned. So that way when you know what's expected of you, you also know how much free time you have and like what you can do to make sure that you don't like reach burnout. Ren, I think it's important to mention um, having an idea of what your schedule will look like prior to the school year. So you won't really have to worry about, you know, fitting in um, certain times because you already have an idea of it. So have an idea of what your timetable looks like, where your classes will be, and how you can schedule your free time accordingly. And I'm in my fourth year now, but like 
previously I would overwork myself like 40 plus hours so I would definitely recommend people stick to 40 hours as like their hard time limit for how much school work and work work they do because otherwise it's very unrealistic and unhealthy yeah those are amazing points I think we tend to complicate the idea of time management we tend to associate overworking with actual meaningful and hard work so it's definitely important to study much smarter and plan accordingly Mm -hmm, definitely so I think with that being said it's like with the conversation of setting time and etc we I think it's important to discuss goal setting because I think it plays an it's a necessary role in our success at school so based on your experiences what are some ways to set goals and carry them to completion For me, one thing that I like to do is I like to visualize the future. Like, I like to visualize a good version of the future where I've, like, done everything that I want to do and what it would look like. But then I also like to imagine a future where everything is going the worst it could do if I didn't stay up with my tasks and my goals. And that kind of gives me something to look forward to as I progress ahead and something to stay away from as I progress ahead. And I find that really motivating it's kind of like an intrinsic award reward sorry yeah absolutely and like other things that you can do kind of in between those big steps so setting small goals on the way to your big goals like giving you a real life example say for example you're taking a class and your goal is to get an a in that class um so getting an a in that class would be the big goal and a small goal would be to finish all your assignments on time and to the best of your ability and so it's important to remember that like in every bigger picture there's a set of steps that you need to go and achieve along the way and whenever you do achieve those big steps like completing a difficult midterm or completing a really long essay you should celebrate those small milestones yeah for sure i think that a lot of the time we set these unrealistic big goals and we think that's the key to success you know but I think those small goals really accumulate during your time I think that's the most rewarding and I'll really be able to develop your preferences skills and etc but sometimes I think we can really lose track of progress in terms of setting goals so how can we really stay motivated um, in setting these goals and completing them Uh, One thing you could do is track your progress. Like for me, I use my notes app and every time I get even a tiny bit towards my goal, I will note how I did, how I felt about how I did, what I could do next. And that just gives me like a dated, I guess, like visualization of how I've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. And even like there are going to be times where like things don't work out the way you wish they did. Um, I think it's important to remind yourself that like you're a human. It's okay to make mistakes and it's not too late to try again. Um, one quote that's really helped me the past couple of years is just that like successful people fail than most people try. Like before success, like failure is a part of life. And it's important to remember that and not be too hard on yourself. That's a powerful oh. quote. Yeah, for sure. That's an amazing quote. It actually moved me a bit. And I think um, t- um, adding on to that, I think keeping yourself accountable is a good way to sort of avoid the heavy weight of those said failures. So having friends, family, etc. to um, keep you accountable. And I also think an important part of setting these goals and completing them is having a growth mindset, which is what Zara sort of touched on. So no matter 
you know, what setbacks you have, the most important thing is how you handle them and what your mindset is in completing these set goals. So realizing that, you know, we're all learning. This is everyone's first time too in university. Everyone's, you know, struggling, confused, et cetera. So being able to have a growth mindset and have certain ways into combating these setbacks in a healthy way is really important. So in the meantime, how can we prevent burnout while setting these goals or in general to school? Um, one way that I found to prevent burnout is to take me time and to dedicate some time to your hobbies outside of academics, outside of work. Just making sure to prioritize yourself and your mental health is one of the best things you could do to prevent burnout. And another thing I would say, like knowing your weaknesses and the ways that you can improve is a great way to improve burnout. Because instead of like beating yourself up for your weaknesses, like say, for example, take me, I'm not good at math. And as a psychology major, we all have to take statistics classes. So for me, I know that statistics is my weakness. So I'm going to choose not to beat myself up if I don't do as well in that class as I might do in like other psychology classes. And, like, that is a great way of preventing burnout because it stops you from, like, overthinking it and it stops you from beating yourself up about it. I find that beating yourself up is, like, the key to burnout. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I would like to add um, something important is to keep note of how exactly you your symptoms are before you get into that place of burnout. So some things you notice within yourself before you get to that place. For example... Um, whether you feel more exhausted than usual, um, anxiety increases, etc. And when you're able to keep track of it and know when it starts to come up, you, you can sort of plan accordingly and have a plan as to what you can do to ease those symptoms. Definitely. Now, I would like to move on to our final um, segment, which is the transition from online to in-person school. As I know, for a lot of first years, I my first year was entirely online, so this is definitely something that's new for me too, and definitely for our new first years. So, have you? Do you any have any experience in your in-person classes at York so far, and how have they been? Um, I started my first year in person, and. It was great. I really enjoyed in-person classes because I found that I learned a lot better while I was on location and like completely focused in the actual classroom. Um, I found that it's also much better for making connections in class and like making study groups, which allowed me to study outside of class much better as well. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, um, I started my first year online in 2020, but I did have some experience with in-person classes last year. And I agree with Christina. I think it's so much easier to stay engaged when you have to be in class at a specific day at a specific time. Um, It's a lot easier to not procrastinate things when there's kind of a set schedule there for you as opposed to like asynchronous Zoom classes. Um, for me, yeah, like I agree with Christina again in the sense that like creating study groups, definitely during the pandemic as well, um, creating WhatsApp groups, having like people to share your notes with, people that can like help you write notes as well. 
Um, because different people understand different things. So a concept that you may not understand, somebody else may be able to understand and explain to you. And also like for first years and not just for first years, for all years, there's a lot of services on campus that can help you, that can help you if you're struggling in school. Like there's academic advising and counseling. Um, there's the UPSA peer mentoring program. So all first years are paired with a mentor and any questions you have can go to them which I think is absolutely great. Like I definitely took advantage of like the peer mentors and the peer assisted study sessions and tutoring sessions. And it was really, really helpful. Yeah, and I agree with all of the points, even as someone who's been online, I think the most difficult thing is making connections and definitely with the transition to in-person, it may seem a bit daunting, but even with online, I found so many opportunities within York to get involved within the school and meet so many new people who can actually help me through my year at university. And so I would like to ask, what are some primary differences between online and in-person classes that students should know apart from the social aspect? So apart from the social aspect, I think the biggest difference is that you are more engaged in in-person classes. You get to meet people, you get to really engage with your professor as well. And I think that like having a set time that you have to be in class really helps you actually attend the class. Um, another difference is that the lectures are not recorded. So I think that you do need to take a little bit of a different studying approach to like in-person classes as opposed to online. Um, you can always ask your professor if you want to record the lecture for personal use, if they'll allow it. The professor will always post the slides and I would suggest, like this is just a suggestion, focusing more on what the professor is saying as opposed to what is on the slides. Because you can always go over the slides afterwards, but the things that the professor has to say, like if you can't record the lecture, then that's the only chance you really have to retain that knowledge. I completely agree with Zahra. Um, definitely double check with your professor if they'll allow you to record the lecture for personal use because I found that aspect of learning at your own pace of, of online school very helpful. But yeah, double check with your professor if they allow it for personal use, definitely take advantage of that. But one other thing that I really enjoyed about online classes was the WhatsApp groups. That wasn't really a thing when my first year, not that I know of. So being able to connect with people in your class like over social media is such a great way to ask questions if you get stuck on a topic and another way to learn better. Um, a another primary difference between online and in-person classes is that I find it's a lot easier to network with professors and take a, like take advantage of the office hours that they hold to ask personal questions and ask questions about how to get further into research or about their own career path. It's a really good way to bond and network with professors as well. Oh yeah, those are amazing points. Some I didn't really even consider. The WhatsApp groups that Christina mentioned, they actually, you don't know how many times they actually saved me in my <laughs> first year. The amount of times that I sometimes, you know, juggling all of these things and sometimes you need those reminders that, those group chats can actually help with and definitely helping each other out and has definitely improved my understanding of certain topics and improved my performance in the course so they're really helpful and can even be so in in-person classes so I think that's everything that is real um, can help you
upcoming students at York. So we have talked about setting healthy goals. What is necessary for your first weeks at York, as well as what is important to know in your transition from online to in-person? So before we finish off, I would like to ask Christina and Zara if you have anything you would like to add before we finish off. I have nothing to add except that I'm very excited to go back and socialize and get some interaction in. Um, for me, I do have something to add. Um, I just want to say that like whatever we spoke about today, these are just suggestions and that you know yourself best. So what other what works for others might not work for you. And I think it's definitely important to take that into consideration when you're planning out your school year and trying to figure out how you want to work. Yeah, thank you so much for adding that. So I would like to thank you both for coming. Um, for the listeners here, if you would like to learn more about the resources we may have mentioned, you can check out the website at upsaclubyorku.ca. And we also have an Instagram at upsayorku and a Facebook at upsayork. And we also have an event upcoming too, the Get Sex Social, which is happening on September 21st from 6 to 8 p.m. It is happening on campus this year, and you will get to play games and connect with other students. Keep updated with event details by going on our Instagram page. And once again, I'd like to mention that this episode is hosted by Alexia and edit- edited by Angela. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.